listen, as you know, it has always been my mission to do research and to figure out like, what is the best thing to improve people's lives? And that pertains to health and fitness, nutrition, emotion, all of the things. And I started researching what type of multivitamin I needed as a woman, a woman over 35. Okay, a few years over 35 anyways. And what I discovered is most of the supplements that I needed were not third-party tested. And the highest quality grade that I could get was only from a physician, which made me realize a lot of women were struggling with this same situation. So I settled to find the best medical grade supplements that were non-GMO, gluten-free, and third-party tested, specifically formulated for women. We did the research to bring you the best possible option, and it's called Myself Again. What you will love is that they come in a little pack, a nice little convenient pack, so you don't have to have all these pill bottles out on your counter. But even better than that, they include phytonutrients, methylated folate, vitamin C, vitamin D, choline, magnesium, and the phytonutrients that you need to support your body as you're going through this process on a cellular level. It also includes two omega soft gels, to help reduce inflammation. This also helps to support your heart, your immune system, and your overall wellness as you navigate the menopausal stages. This little pack also contains two bone remodeling supplements. And ladies, it's not just about the calcium. And we did a lot of research to help formulate this super pack specifically designed for you. Supplies are definitely limited, and you can pick up your pack by going to myselfdaily.com. Again, that's myselfdaily.com because don't you want to feel like yourself again? I know you do. All right, go check it out. Myselfdaily.com. Welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show where today we're going to talk about sex or perhaps lack thereof. So yes, this is an episode with more adult content. So please be advised if there are children in the car. Today, my guest is a returning favorite She is our resident sex expert. She's a physician. She's actually a urologist. Did you know that fewer than 10% of urologists are female? Yeah. And she talks very frank, very honest, very open with us about sex. Today, my guest is Dr. Kelly Casperson. I will link to her previous shows she's done for us. So if you have questions that are not answered in this episode, please go back and listen to her previous episodes. She's just a wealth of information, and I love the way she explains things. She makes you feel normal. She's got a great sense of humor, just a very casual, natural style that the lifers love. She's so good at just breaking these things down, making them really simple, demystifying them, taking away the mystery, the shame, all the things. And that is because educating women has become her passion after spending years of treating women in clinics, she realized that as a society, we just don't teach women about their bodies and the relationship that they should have with them. We don't teach them how to care for them, what's going on with them. She is a mom, a wife. She calls herself a nerd. She's a surgeon. And basically, she's just, she's one of us. So without further ado, Dr. Kelly Casperson. All right, Dr. Kelly, a lot of my listeners, after I had you on the last time, followed up with questions about their sex life, like specifically how much they should be having and what to do if they're not having sex or or very rarely having sex. Like maybe that's where we should start is how do you define a sexless marriage? Yeah. 
Part of my spiel is to like never tell people what normal amounts of sex is, right? But for like research purposes, they've actually defined what a sexless marriage is. And it's less than, so low sex marriage, substitute, you know, long-term relationship for marriage, whatever you want to do. Good point. Okay. So from this point forward, when we say marriage, we mean relationship. Yeah. Low sex marriage is less than 24 times in a year. So you have to have sex twice a month consistently to be normal in a long-term married relationship, according to the researchers. This is like not me passing judgment on anybody. And then a sexless marriage is defined as less than 10 times a year. So less than once a month is considered a sexless marriage. You don't have to be zero to live in a sexless marriage. Okay, so let me ask you this. When you start having less and less sex, is it common to have even less sex, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The longer you go and not address it, it just keeps like building on itself and getting worse and worse and like the hiccups that people get in, right? After, I think it's six months or a year, if after it's that long and you don't address it, it gets very, very difficult. I saw a woman who hasn't had intercourse with her male partner in five years, right? So she comes to me and hasn't had sex in five years. Somebody told her she had prolapse or a little bit of vaginal laxity. So she comes in thinking that I'm going to do surgery to help her have sex again, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, no, 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 no. There's no surgery that's going to get you back in the bedroom with your partner. And she had very, very mild prolapse. She was actually not surgical whatsoever. She had very, very tender pelvic floor muscles. So remember the pelvic floor is a whole bunch of muscles that you can't see. You can't like flex them except for the Kegels. And they hurt if you hit them or penetrate them or bounce against them or just engage them during sexual intercourse Mm -hmm. in some people. So she had very tender pelvic floor. A doctor who is knows what they're doing on a pelvic floor exam, especially if the pelvis has a vagina. So it's very easy to palpate obturator internus, all rectalis, all of the muscles that make up this bowl of pelvic floor muscle. You can actually tap on them and feel that they're tight. You can feel trigger points. And then the person will be like, oh yeah, that's what hurts when I have sex, right? So they can like tell you that's painful. Whereas mm-hmm. an, a pelvic exam in anybody is uncomfortable. <laughs> Facts. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Like, God bless. I totally get that. But a painful pelvic exam, I would say is abnormal. Okay, that's good to know. Especially if, if the clinician who's doing it is very, very used to doing it, that you know, they understand that th- this is awkward, it's uncomfortable, but like if you actually can elicit pain on it, then there's something going on. So for this woman, I said, you need two things. You need pelvic floor physical therapy and you need a sex therapist. And she came into my office thinking I was just going to give her surgery so she could have sex again, right? Like talk about a mismatch in what the person went to the doctor expecting and what the doctor told you. Right. So she's very much like, this is a very big deal. I haven't had sex in five years. And I'm very much like, you have very tight pelvic floor muscles and you have a ton of baggage because it's been five years and it hurts putting things in your vagina. That requires therapy. Also, she had very, very high anxiety. It's anxiety provoking coming to a doctor anyways. Right. But like if your anxiety is that high and you can't focus and she was pretty adamant that she wasn't going to do physical therapy. To me, I'm like, I don't have a magic wand, you guys. Like, I literally know what helps people get better. And I'm pretty good at, you know, getting to that quickly at this point. I'm not, like, wondering what to do for this lady. I'm like, this is what you need. 
Okay, so she's coming to you thinking, okay, you can just give me quick surgery and I'm going to be good to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She didn't want that. I'm like, she's not going to get, like, I had this mentor when I trained in Denver and she was so good. She's like, I can basically tell if somebody's going to get better or not. Like, we're not perfect. We're just humans too. Uh, I think I know what you mean by that. I can certainly say that I feel like I can tell just by talking to somebody if they're going to be successful in one of my programs, like, you know, one of my business programs. But what do you mean by that? You can tell by somebody's like attitude and beliefs and like engagement in doing a plan if they're going to get better or not. And I have to tell you at this point, like I'm pretty good at it too. I'm like, she's not going to get better. She's going to go home thinking I did nothing, right? Because she went in thinking I was just going to help her out. Okay. So let's say she's not going to do therapy. She's not going to work with a sex therapist or a sex physical therapist or whatever you call them. Is there something she could do at home or herself that would help her improve her pelvic floor? I mean, on your podcast, I've heard you talk about using masturbation as a way to improve your pelvic floor. I mean, couldn't she just do that or like get a vibrator? I think masturbation does a couple of things. Number one, it makes you really good at knowing your body. It makes you really good at knowing what works for me fast, what works for me slow. What's a hell yes? What's a hell no? That wasn't supposed to rhyme, but that was very Dr. Susie. (laughs) And I always, you know, I think it's always a slippery conversation because I never want somebody to have sex or masturbate just to like stay in shape because it really becomes a should for a lot of people. And like shoulding is not sexy at all, <laughs> right? But what, can I say like masturbation is good for you? Absolutely. Like it's okay, great for then. stress relief. It's great for, you know, just the body getting healthy, pleasurable endorphins. Are you providing blood flow, arousal, pelvic floor muscle contractions? Absolutely. So I'd say like masturbation, there's no reason not to do it. But if you're doing it in a like eight fruits and vegetables a day and 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise and eight hours of sleep, like if you have it on your like to-do list, like masturbate, you're like, nah, (laughs) I just have to masturbate too. Like that's not sexy. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just add that to my push journal. I always have to make the answer to that question a lot longer then maybe somebody, if I was just like, yes, or if I was just like, no, because it's nuanced in that way. So I hope that that helped. Yes, it totally did. Okay. So when someone comes to you and they haven't had sex in a very long time and they want to have sex, what do they need to know? Like, can you just jump back in the saddle or is it more complicated than that? That day in my clinic, I had to tell three women They weren't allowed to put penises in their vagina. (laughs) There's probably some women listening right now that are like, excuse me, doctor, can you write me a note for that? (laughs) And it's like, when you think that that's what sex is, right? And if you think that's what like your partner just needs and expects, and you have no other plans for what to do. (laughs) No other plans. Like, and you know, when your paradigm or your heterosexual sex paradigm is penis goes in the vagina, and then your doctor's like, nope, because they were having pain. They were having like arousal issues. They were having like lack of pleasure on their part. Studies show women have orgasms 30% of the time when a penis goes in the vagina. So I know that that technique isn't what's mostly pleasurable for women. So for me to say, take that off the list, like it's not helping you right now. It's hurting you. It's not giving you pleasure. Just take it off the list. There's so much pressure to put penises in vaginas that it drives me absolutely <laughs> crazy. It's like, make uh. make it a goal. But like until you make sex about you and you make it about pleasure and you make and you are communicating to your partner about 
everything. Like, don't put the penis in the vagina. It's not serving you at this point. Listen, we didn't talk about it too much in this episode, but there is no question that if your mental state isn't in the right place, for whatever reason, like you've got anxiety, you're worried about things, you've got some previous trauma that's having an impact on the way you feel about your body or sex, that is definitely going to interfere with having a a healthy sexual relationship is what's going on in your head. I mean, if you're worried about a bunch of things, if you're stressed, if you have anxiety, the last thing you want to do is connect with your partner. So while we're talking about many of like the physical things that you should take care of, let's not forget that it might be time to do a little spring cleaning in your mental space. And that's why I'm super excited to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Talkspace. And Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. Talkspace offers thousands of licensed therapists. They're available to you. They are going to match you with the right person who has the right specialty, the right personality, all of those things, because, you know, the therapist that you're matched with has a lot to do with the success you're going to have. And that's why when you go to Talkspace, you're going to take your time in answering some questions and they're going to match you with the right therapist at a fraction of what it would normally cost you to to go see a therapist in person. Now, listen, I'm a big fan of you having an in-person therapist, but not everybody can afford that. Not everybody is interested in that. And this gives you unlimited messaging to your therapist 24-7, five days a week. All right. So listen. If your thoughts and emotions are driving you crazy, interfering with life, and maybe just in a mild way or a major way, a fresh perspective can help you feel so much better. Talkspace.com forward slash Shaleen. Oh, by the way, they have an app too. You could download that. And again, if you're going to download the app, don't forget to use the promo code. Promo code is Shaleen that gets you your hundred bucks off. All right. Back to Dr. Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> Why am I seeing this phrase on like Dr. Kelly Casperson merch right now? <laughs> and it's like, like I'm to the point where it's like, I know too much about sex and sexuality to like try to help these women just solve. Like they're, all they want is to like not have pain and put the penis in the vagina. And it's like, in order to do that, we have to do so much work, right? We have to do physical therapy. We have to do sex therapy. We have to work on your pleasure. We have to work on, you know, communicating with your partner, all that stuff. And it's like, there's no pill to just be like, have an orgasm by putting the penis in the vagina. I mean, we want a simple fix for everything. It makes sense. And one of those quick fixes, I hear so many women saying like, oh, you haven't had sex in a really long time or your sex drive is low. Just take some testosterone. You just need more testosterone. And I understand there's some new research about testosterone. Okay, so I wanted to go over two articles because I'm a nerd. The first one is by American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, so ACOG. And the middle author is Dr. Fuller, who I actually did my general surgery rotation in Minnesota with. Cool. So she's an OB-GYN. And it's a current commentary on testosterone therapy in women. Love Basically, it. Basically, this is an awesome article Again, helping educate providers and women that testosterone is normal in us. Testosterone declines with age. Testosterone declines more kind of like a slow linear decrease than like you have menopause and your estrogen goes from like okay to zero, which is a more dramatic drop than what testosterone is. And what this paper says, because people are very not clear on this, 
The global consensus on the use of testosterone in women, which is endorsed by multiple international societies, is clear that the use of pellets does not represent appropriate care. Really? Okay. Well, I know a lot of women do pellets. What's going on? People are getting super high dose. People are getting irreversible side effects. Also, they're very, very expensive. I don't make any money off of pellets. I don't give women pellets, but I give women testosterone. But I think what's marketed and sold is pellets. The biggest marketing company for it is BioT. So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, released a letter referencing the lack of reporting of more than 4,200 adverse events, including endometrial cancers, by the BioT medical company based in Irving, Texas, that provides bioidentical pellet therapy. So we'd have studies that show that compounded hormones are at a much higher dose. Higher is not always better, you guys. We want to give you some estrogen and testosterone, but not super, super high doses. Super, super high doses have more side effects, right? And so that's what we find. Compounded products have more side effects. Okay, so based just on the feedback that I get inside the pod squad from people who listen, they feel like I don't know who to go to. Like my doctor isn't as nuanced, isn't as experienced, and doesn't seem to have as much information it doesn't seem as up to date. Like, where do I go for hormone replacement therapy? Who do I see? Yeah, traditional, regular, your regular doctor, they're so crappy at giving <laughs> hormones to women that women are kind of like pushed to these hormone longevity clinics where it's thousands of dollars. They do these saliva tests, which are not recommended because they're not accurate. Oh. And it's funny, you know, like I volunteered in Africa a while ago. And there wasn't a lot of resources and a lot of patients, they just wanted an x-ray of things because they thought like the x-ray was going to be able to tell them more than what the doctor said, right? And I see that same thing in women and hormones. Like they just want their hormones checked because their hormones are just like their labs are just going to tell them something. Well, I mean, isn't that why we do labs? Isn't that why we have our blood drawn? Well, the guidelines say go by how you feel. Like you can check them. They can be useful sometimes. Mm. But it's like, how do you feel? Are you having hot flashes? You have hot flashes. Okay, well, you have low estrogen then. I don't need to check your blood for that, right? So when you say that the saliva testing is, are you referring to the Dutch test? Yeah, the Dutch testing is the saliva testing, which people make money off of this. I don't. And it's saliva testing. They're notoriously inaccurate. And oh, man, that is so good to know. If you get on a hormone regimen that works for you, you don't need to keep checking your hormones, you guys. Save your dollars. It's like we know our bodies but yet we want a test to confirm what we suspect. And that's what Dutch testing is. People get super into it, checking all your numbers. And it's like, how do you feel? You don't need a lab test then. Just like my African patients, and you don't need an x-ray. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I've also heard a lot of women talk about testosterone causing hair loss. Is there any validity to that? It can, especially if you're doing super high, you know, super high doses, like the bio pellets and stuff like that. Good to know. Well, I am doing, I am personally doing a testosterone replacement, but it's in a very low dose. I am not doing pellets. I'm doing an injectable, again, very low dose. Okay, so let's get back to the person with low libido, right? Who's like, you know, I want to have sex with my partner. And I assume that it is hormone related because I used to want to have sex, but now I don't. So does testosterone play a role in helping women? Or is it testosterone? Or is it estrogen? Is it surgery? Like, is it psychological? 
This is a super good article. We're going to talk about libido and testosterone here. So decreased libido or desire can be seen in women throughout their reproductive lives and is a response to any number of complex stimuli. Remember, you guys, you can't just go to a surgeon, have an operation, and have sex again. Complex stimuli, including psychological, psychosocial, relationship, and physical health studies. So there you go. Testosterone does have a role in treating postmenopausal women with hypoactive sexual desire disorder. So there are a good amount of studies on that. Okay, so what about estrogen? It says that there is also evidence for estrogen's role in sexuality and that estrogen replacement should be considered in all menopausal women with this symptom, especially if they are symptomatic from menopause. So low libido, think about your hormones, especially if you're perimenopause, postmenopause, but then remember low libido and decreased desire is multifactorial. And by that, do you mean it's more than just hormones? It's more than... I'm experiencing pain. Hey, doctor, can you give me a surgery? It's it's complicated. I have like five sex therapists in my town, which is amazing. And they're all completely booked. I can't get my women to see them at all. So to just tell somebody that they need to see a sex therapist is like, they're very, very useful tools. But I think there's a lot you can do before you see a sex therapist to optimize your health, to start learning how to communicate, to start reading the books, to start learning about what normal female sexual health is, all of that. Because if I just had to tell my ladies like, I'm not going to put you on vaginal estrogen or hormones or whatever until you see a sex therapist. It's like, there's not enough sex therapists in this world to help all the people who are having trouble with sex. Okay, well, I highly recommend the book, Come As You Are. It's also available in Audible, which is the only way I read a book. But do you have resources or, you know, we're talking to podcast listeners. So any podcast you would recommend? Aside from your own, of course, which is You're Not Broken. Highly recommend it. Esther Perel has great videos for couples therapy. Going back to that, yes, you can do a lot with what Esther Perel has on YouTube. The, her book, Mating in Captivity, is freaking fantastic for low desire. I love it. OMG, I love Esther Perel. I think she has some podcasts on Apple, the Apple app. For sure, she has podcasts that are on Audible. So her podcasts or Audibles, whatever you want to call them, are an actual live recording of a couple session who are usually, in most cases, dealing with sex. And what I really think that my audience will appreciate is that you're you're hearing couples who've been married for many yeah. years. You're hearing people who are just dating. You're hearing LGBTQ plus yeah. couples. And every single one of them, like, so sometimes you'll listen, you'll go like, oh, gosh, I don't really want to listen to this episode because I don't relate to the couple. But you will, even if you feel like you don't relate to their relationship, you will relate to the way that Esther kind of uncovers what else might be going on. So I also really enjoy Esther Perel. And I just feel like when I listen to her episodes, it makes me wonder how much of the struggles or challenges we have with sex really have nothing to do with hormones or may have very little to do with hormones and a lot more to do with just our own hangups are what, what's going on in our relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that will bring me to my last article. This one is the relative effects of hormones and relationship factors on sexual function of women through the natural menopause transition. So natural menopause just means you didn't have your you didn't have your ovaries removed surgically. So what they did is they took 438 Australian-born women and they followed them for eight years. And what they did was they tried to figure out, like, 
what was good for maintaining good sexual response and sexual function. And they said hormones are important, but prior sexual function and relationship factors are more important than hormonal determinants of sexual function in midlife women. I mean, that just makes so much sense. It's like common sense. Yeah. You can't just say go on hormones if you don't work on the relationship stuff, if you don't work on the sex stuff. That's why this topic is so wonderfully complex and <laughs> why I love it, yeah. right? And why all of my answers tend to be long. Because if I just say like, yes, no, you always need this for that, blah, blah, blah. Like it's too short. And I think Esther Perel does a very good job too. Like she won't give you a short answer for like a long, complicated problem. Is Agree. Like, I can tell you to go on hormones, but if you don't figure out the relationship stuff, your body image stuff, your sex shooting and shaming stuff, like it's all super important. Oh my God. Too. It's so true. I mean, we didn't even get into that, but yeah, we, we just want a hormone fix or we want to maybe just assume that it's okay that we're not having sex, but it's a normal, healthy, important part of our overall health. And I mean, you just mentioned body image, like we should probably do a whole nother follow up podcast on that. I I know when I'm feeling really good about my body, I'm feeling far more sexual and far more attracted to my husband. I mean, when you're not feeling good about your body, I mean, even if you have like a big meal at night, you're like, yeah, no, I'm bloated. I feel gross. I don't, yeah, yeah. you don't feel like, I mean, maybe guys do, but women, we just don't. So body yeah. image, your past sexual traumas, the emotional intimacy you have with your partner, all of these things impact sex mm -hmm. drive. Yep. It is so much more than just hormones. So Dr. Kelly Casperson, you are the bomb. I want everyone to make sure that you guys subscribe to her show. You have so much more to learn. We, we women have so much more to learn yep. about our bodies, yep. about our sexuality, about our hormones, about our pelvic floor yep. and Obviously, you love Dr. Kelly Casperson. She's also a member of the Pod Squad. So please be sure to jump in there and ask her your questions. But most importantly, make sure that you subscribe to her podcast because we love her. Where else can people connect with you? Follow me on Instagram at Kelly Casperson MD. The website's kellycaspersonmd.com. Girlfriend, you are amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're going to have you back soon. I love you. Love you so much. Until next time. Hey, it's Kristen, Shaleen's podcast manager. Look at you. You made it all the way to the end. That's awesome. If you love this episode, which I'm sure you did, why don't you go leave Shaleen a review? She would love to know which episode it was and why you liked it. What hit home with you? Shaleen literally reads every single review. She loves hearing your feedback and she uses your comments and your ideas for future episodes. So, Go leave a review, and while you're at it, could you check to make sure you're subscribed? That way you will never miss a single episode of The Shaleen Show, which we release on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, every single week. Now, if you need a little bit more podcasting to fill up your time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, did you know that Shaleen has another podcast that she co-hosts with her son, Brock? Yep, she does. It's called Build Your Tribe. And that podcast is all about business and marketing, but also devoted to helping you make more money so you can live more life. If you need Shalene all the time and you're the ultimate lifer, then you have got to check out The Shalene Show on Patreon. 
Chalene is so personal. She spills the tea on everything that she can't on her regular podcast. And you also get bread. Completely unedited, unfiltered, and hilariously confident about everything. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash The Chalene Show. Anyways, thanks for listening. And remember, anything that we reference in this episode, including the links to our show sponsors and links to the other podcasts, can be found in the show notes below. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.